1: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
0: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v Send, the sports betting network.
3: Power two of the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Super Bowl champ, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sean King. I am Tim Murray. You once played in the NFC Central.
4: I did, the old black and blue division. Good old
3: days. (laughs) Well, it's now the NFC North, and the Bucs have moved to the South, but the other four teams remain, and it is our summer conditioning we have done so far in the NFC North. The Bears, the Vikings, and today we turn to the defending NFC North champs, the Green Bay Packers. And talk more about it, we bring in Bill Huber, who covers the Packers for PackersCentral.com, part of the Sports Illustrated family. Well, no other way to start it. No Devontae Adams. When you look at that wide receiver core, and, you know, I know training camp is about three weeks away. Very different feel with Sammy Watkins, Allen Lazard, and Randall Cobb. You know, two out of three were there last year, but of course, Devontae Adams is that big hole. So, you know, what is your feel, Bill, right now before we even enter training camp of how the Packers do their best to replace the massive uh, production of Devontae Adams?
5: That's that's the million-dollar question, right? Um, You know, Lazard's a good player. Um, he's a, he's been a good role player here for a few years. There's a lot of chemistry between him and the quarterback, but he's been a role player. Um, can he step into a bigger role? I don't know. I mean, I mean, he'll get more opportunities. By the same token, I would think opposing defenses would will put more attention on him than they have in the past. So how is he going to respond to that bigger role? I think, I think that's the big question there. You know, Randall Cobb is, you know, probably passes prime Sammy Watkins um, had a thousand yard season in 2015 I mean, that's how far you got to go back for him. They, they drafted three guys. Who the heck knows? I mean, Sean knows how, how that goes, counting on rookies. And Amari Rodgers, their third-round pick from last year, will probably get more of a chance this year. But he had, I think, four catches last year. I mean, this I have no idea. Um, as Sean will tell you, I mean, a quarterback can, can fix a lot of these things. But I, I just keep coming back to, you know, come January, if it's third and ten, who gets open, right? I don't know. Um, they're going to need some. They're going to need somebody to step up. I don't know if anybody's capable. We'll find out.
4: Bill, what have been the early reports on Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs? Both guys I really like. Dubs out of Nevada, Watson out of North Dakota State. What have been the early reports about how quickly they've picked up the system, um, how prepared they are to contribute early in their rookie season? Have you heard anything coming from within the organization?
5: Yeah, I mean, we talked talk to the coaches and those guys throughout, and we watched. I think we got to watch five practices. Um, I, I, I think Dubs probably, again, we saw five out of the 14. So this is a small sample size. I thought Dubs was probably more productive overall than Watson was. Again, don't read too much into it because we saw a third of the practices. Um, Watson dropped a couple practices, the first couple of practices, or dropped a couple passes, excuse me. First couple of practices, and that was kind of the knock on him coming out of North Dakota State was his hands. But, you know, the last three, four practices we saw um, that seemed to have been cleared up. Um, they like those guys, you know, mentally. They, they seem pretty sharp. I mean, they certainly looked apart. I mean, those are big, fast guys. Dubs got behind the defense quite yeah. a bit during OTAs. Rogers spoke pretty highly of them on, on McAfee on Wednesday.
4: Now, that was going to be my next question because. Uh... Aaron, I guess you could say is a unique individual. I guess that's how I will categorize him.
5: <laughs> that's he's... what Mark Murphy called him. The team president called him. He yeah, <laughs> called him a unique. He a, a, a different fellow, I believe, was I, I
3: saw that. I saw that tattoo. It was uh, that was a, a unique tattoo as well. You got one of those? So here Don't you have one? a
4: guy. Here you have a guy that exceeded draft expectations. Disappointed on draft day, but ultimately he's been to two Super Bowls. It's one one. He just got another huge bag. Yet his recent history says he's not been real receptive to younger pass catchers. He's always gravitated to more experienced guys and understanding different nuances of what they're doing. How is Aaron dealing with having such an inexperienced crew? And offensively, are they going to slow things down so that these guys have a chance to be productive or is it we're going to do what we do, they have to catch up?
5: Yes, yeah, so we'll we'll start with the the, the rookie thing first. Um, you're right, he hasn't thrown the ball a lot to rookies, but by the same token, every single season since he took over in 08, he's had at least one absolutely proven guy. You know, when he when he took over in 08, you know, it was Donald Driver and Greg Jennings were, were the proven commodities, and then James Jones grew into that role, and Jordy Nelson grew in that role, and you know, Cobb grew into a role, and then Devontae Adams took over but he's never gone into a season like this one's going to be where he does not have a bona fide proven guy that he just knows is going to get open. So that'll be different. So did he not throw to rookies in the past because he doesn't like rookies or he didn't, did he not throw to rookies because he didn't have to. And you know, Devontae Adams in 2014 could grow into a role because he's behind Nelson and T- Cobb, two proven guys. So that, that's, that's an interesting thing there. I mean, he's I'm sure he's going to lean on Lazard and Cobb hears some. But at the end of the day, he's going to have to throw these young guys because that's that's where the upside is. So, um, Sean, what was the second part of your question? I, I, I spaced out on it. Uh,
4: offensively, uh, one of the things that makes them great is there is so much line of scrimmage adjustment happening. Oh, sure. Happening. Gotcha. Yep. What, uh, philosophically, that's difficult for young players to handle, to grasp, to be mm-hmm. able to mentally uh, – Dissentiate between what are we actually doing and then physically execute it. Are they going to make simplify it per se early, especially to maybe give these guys more of a chance to be successful?
5: It's a good point. Um, Yeah, I I I don't have a good answer for you, but you know Rodgers has spoken for years about there's the playbook that's on paper and then there's the playbook that they run on Sundays, and I'm sure that's probably the case for a lot of veteran quarterbacks who you know who can who just have that ability to to know what the defense is going to do. At the line scrimmage and adjust. I don't think they're going to slow down, right? I mean, you can't. This is what I mean, it'd be like putting training wheels on a, on a on a BMX rider. I mean, you, you can't do that. So I, I just think it's going to be, they'll, they'll mix those guys in, um. You know, so I, I think at the end of the day, it's they're going to lean on those veteran guys until Watson and Dubs and maybe Samari Teray as well get on get to that same wavelength. And, and that just takes that just takes reps. And and one thing that's going to help them out here, and I've talked about this. Throughout the offseason, I know Rodgers talked about it on, on Wednesday, is these receivers are going to go up against Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, and Rasul Douglas every day of practice. If those aren't the three best corners in football, they're darn close. So they'll be a really good trial by fire to see, just to see, A, mentally how far along they are, but B, can, they, can you count on those guys to get open on Sundays? Because I would think going up against those guys in the practice field might be easier might make Sundays easier. So, I think printing camps can be a big deal for those guys.
4: You know, Bill, that was going to be where I was going to transition. Uh, 13th last year in the National Football League in team defense, went out, used their first two selections on Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. What's the expectation amongst Green Bay fans within the organization about how special this defense could end up being?
5: Yeah, expectations are sky high. And it is funny. I mean, you're right. These guys were, what, ninth and yards and 12th and points or 13th and points like you said that's not very good if you look at the last seven games of the regular season they were terrible i think they were 28th in scoring but yet they played a great game against the 49ers and you look at the personnel and they've got a really good guy at every position and you know they didn't have Jair alexander for most of last year so he's healthy and douglas stepped up and eric stokes their first round pick really became a player so on paper these guys are great but um, you know, even and even Alexander said it when he was here for minicamp. You know, they got to play a game first. And I think that's the right attitude to have because, you know, from my vantage point and probably yours, too, these, that defense looks potentially great, but they've got to prove it. But what, what helps – let's give them a real shot here is If you look at Tampa's defense, they got, you know, Levante David and Devin White, at inside linebacker, and those guys never have to play time because those guys are every down players. In fact, the Bucs played less time than any team last year. The Packers always play the most dime because they don't trust their linebackers. So so now they've got Devondre Campbell's all pro. And if Quay Walker pans out, they can do buck style stuff where you can just play your nickel defense the entire game. So now you can play a better run defense and your corners are really good. And your pass rush should be good too. So if you can stop the run and make it third long on paper, this all looks really good. Doesn't it?
3: Yeah. And I think that's something, and I look rightfully so they, they need to be talking about the loss of Devonte Adams. I think he's the best yeah. receiver in the game. That's going to lead the headlines. You have the you know two-time MVP throwing two question marks. But I do think Bill, and I'm sure it's probably discussed more in Green Bay and in Milwaukee and around different circles in in, in Wisconsin. That hey, this defense has a chance to be really good. And like you mentioned, De- 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 Devontae Campbell, you know, being a Pro Bowler, you know, spending the money to keep you know Preston Smith, uh, Zadarius Smith ultimately you know has to go, but to spend these two first-round picks on defensive players kind of tells you something about what they think about this defense. So, you know, to to your point, and with three weeks till training camp, what is the early expectations of Quay Walker? Is he a plug-and-play starting linebacker for Green Bay?
5: Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I mean, he spent a lot of the offseason behind Chris Barnes. He's actually a pretty decent player. But you, know, you, you didn't use the 22nd pick in the draft to go draft the guy who's just not going to play, right? I mean, so he'll he'll play. Um, you know, maybe it's bite-sized portions at first, but I would be surprised when October rolls around, um, like the start of October, not the end. But, but you know, the start of October that he's not he's not the guy because that's where the upside is. Chris Barnes is is who he is. He's a, he's a pretty solid player, but the upside here is a potential Campbell Quay Walker pairing, and, and that's what you got to run with. I mean, the guy is so big. It's unbelievable. You watch the guy on the field; he's enormous. I mean, he is just this humongous individual. I mean, he just sticks out like a sore thumb. And you know, obviously, I think we all know the workout numbers, and he's a well, key know, part of that yeah. Georgia defense that was so good. So yeah, I, he he will start if not right away, it'll be very soon.
3: Yeah, Quay Walker might be my favorite player in the NFL because <laughs> he was the because he was the first linebacker selected at 22 to one. Um, Bill, great stuff. We appreciate it. Uh, we will talk to you soon at Enjoy Bill Huber. S I.
6: Is Uncanny USA.
4: He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
2: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: VEASAN will be broadcasting live from the NBA Summer League now through July 17th. Catch the Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, live from the NBA Summer League every weekday. We'll also have some special guests, exclusive content, and live updates all throughout our VEASAN shows. So if you want to follow us at VEASAN Live on Twitter, at VEASAN Live on YouTube. I saw those gentlemen over there. First show, looking sharp. Great set. Look great. Right there on the concourse at Thomas and Mac.
4: Looking good. J-B-T-9. Yeah, I was trying to pull up the uh, the numbers in this Rockets Magic game. So, Boncaro has played 14 minutes. Yep. Four of six from the field. Two of two from three. He has 13 points and uh, four assists. Jabari Smith is one of four from the field. He has three points. Two assists, three rebounds. On Carroll Makes the sense. Year, They're at halftime. Orlando's up fifty three forty two. Yeah. Um for those that wager. I am not one of those. Yeah, I'm not betting. Some somebody. people some people are betting them.
3: Some people are betting I mean, game. if
4: you have information, I mean a bet's a bet. You cash a ticket, but I'm not. I've watched Summer League enough to know that it means absolutely nothing.
3: Oh, of course. And you know you got to keep you got to keep a close eye on particular teams that you know you look at Palo and Jabari and Jade. Yeah, Paolo I, he, had a
4: good game. He might not play again. Right, league. and that's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. You
3: know, so I mean, just just keep an eye on that. Don't just blindly look. Oh, well, they've got the number one pick. He's definitely going to play. Eh, not so fast, my friend. He's playing tonight, obviously, but
4: Paolo's talented. He's tall. He has handle. He can shoot. Got a chance. Well, remember when I he was
3: expected to be the third overall pick, I said, "Well, he'll be the betting favorite to, you know, be rookie of the year." Then he went number 1 and uh, oh, still hurt. Way to go on a limb Tim that he'd be the betting over the betting favorite to win I'm rookie of the year. I'm still hurt
4: that the week before you could have got Palo at 20 to 1 go number 1. But that that still burns me up. You as a Duke fan, I don't know what I was I was on vacay. I wasn't paying attention. You probably had my feet in the ocean, seeing if I saw any shark fins, and I was distracted.
3: (laughs) All right, let's uh, keep it rolling. Summer conditioning, we just had Bill Huber on. Uh, thank you as always to all our guests who join us. Uh, Bill Huber, uh, covering the Green Bay Packers, uh, as part of the Sports Illustrated family. So, you know, you look at this Packers team, uh, over under on wins is you know set around 11. Um, and you know, for the Packers to Get there, going to be some quick maturation with these wide receivers. So let's just start with the wide receivers. I know this is the biggest question, biggest storyline. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers loses his security blanket, arguably the best wide receiver in the NBA in Devontae Adams this offseason. And they replace it with Sammy Watkins. Christian,
4: uh, yeah, Sammy can't run any, anymore. so I don't even consider Sammy in the equation.
3: Christian Watson, who you love, I do. Before the draft, that was your number four yep. wide receiver, mm-hmm. and then Romeo Dubs, who I think both you and I yeah, like. I like a lot as well. So I'd like the two wide receivers they selected, both you know, second and fourth round, respectively. They tried. I know the storyline or the the discussion point. They haven't picked a you know pass catcher in the first round in however many years. They wanted Christian Watson and actually they played it correctly for everyone who wanted to crush them. Jahan Dotson or no, um, Traylon Burks was the final wide receiver to be selected in the first round. And that came before the Packers picked. And then there was no other players wide receiver selected until they picked Christian Watson when they traded back up to, I think 34 to get him. So actually the Packers played it correctly. Now, Will Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, you know, pan out? Who knows? Um, but let's start with the wide receivers. What is what is the ceiling and what is the the floor when you look at this wide receiver group with well, Aaron Rodgers? Well,
4: both guys are extremely talented. They both have rookie the year conversation talent, in my I opinion. Agree. Well, Dubs, I think, can be extremely productive. Watson is a unicorn. Size, speed, skill, combination. But I don't think either one of those guys will determine their own success. I think this comes down to Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, who are always all gas, no brakes, as far as what they do at the line of scrimmage, as far as how many packages they have in, as far as how advanced they get, you know, from a game planning standpoint. Are those two men, Matt LaFleur Aaron Rodgers, willing to scale back and simplify the system so that it accommodates the amount of inexperience they have at receiver? That's the huge question mark, and we won't know that until the season starts. So the talent is there, Tim. Is the fit right? It depends. Because it's hard for guys that are, you know, graduate students to go in a entry-level class and and sit there and, and, and be engaged. But, I mean – you can't put a kid in an entry-level class into a grad class and expect him to be uh, successful. So it's going to tell me a lot about Matt LaFleur. It's going to tell me a lot about Aaron Rodgers because if the defense is takes the next step and goes from a the 13th-ranked defense to a top-10 defense with Aaron Jones and the running back from Boston A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon. Yep. They have two capable backs. They have a pretty good offensive line, especially with Bakhtiari back. They the can tree. play a early in the season ball control field position kind of game plan and get and be successful and build confidence in Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson. But if they come out week one and you know Rodgers is trying to give the the secret CIA covert hand signals and. They miss him, and he throws the ball <laughs> in the coverage because they didn't get the adjustment. And, you know, he's screaming and yelling at them on the sideline. I mean, you can kill a kid's confidence like that. So that's what's going to be interesting about that relationship and how it grows. is going to be early in the season. What are they asking of these young men, especially from the mental side? Because I had a receiver that I coached at USF, Marquez Vardes Scantlin. Mm-hmm. He almost quit when he got to Green Bay. He almost just gave up football. Like That's how frustrated he got. He just signed a big deal with Kansas City, so ultimately he was able to overcome it. And he was just the speed guy. I mean, they had Devontae Adams and and uh, Cobb, Randall Cobb, and, you know, Alan Lazard was still a couple years older than, than Quez, and he was, it was overwhelming. It was too much. And so now Watson, Dubs, you look at this roster, they're going to have to play because I don't think Sammy Watkins can run anymore. I think he's lost all of his his speed and agility from from a physical standpoint. You can make or break those, these kids early in the year. Hopefully they do the right thing, run the ball, allow these kids to gain some confidence, and then I think Green Bay you know, has a shot. But that hadn't been their MO. So
3: I just pulled up Offensive Rookie of the Year, and at DraftKings right now, it's Christian Watson is in a four-way tie for the second shortest odds to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think the more intriguing play is that long bomb for Romeo Dubs. He's a hundred to one to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. You know, once again, when you're when you're betting a hundred to one, it's, it's it's a long shot for a reason. But you know, when you look at his skill set, and we've still got so long to go, and I, I just to your point, and you know this better than most, especially with your relationship with Marquez Valdez Scantling, I. I think Christian Watson has the potential to be really, really, really good. But I think there's a possibility, especially if Aaron Rodgers takes a liking to Romeo Dubs, he could be really productive. I don't know who he's going to end up targeting. I mean, Alan Lazard was an undrafted free agent out of Iowa State, and he championed for him to make the active roster and Alan Lazard. Aaron Rodgers likes particular receivers, Mm -hmm. as we know. Um, I, I don't know. I, when, I just, what,
4: when does the level of competition come into play? Because Alan Lazard, Iowa State, they're playing Oklahoma, they're mm-hmm. playing Texas, TCU. Sure. You know, both of these young men, Dubs is from Nevada, mm-hmm. Watson's from North, North Dakota, Dakota State. State. So it's not only oh, I, yeah. the, the playbook, it's also the level of competition that's greatly increased. And listen, a great player is a great player, no matter whether you play in college. But Again, they're not coming in having played Alabama, Georgia, LSU week in, week out. So it's going to be an adjustment for both of them. Hopefully the Packers, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers have some patience and allow these young men to gain confidence because they are extremely talented. And
3: I thought Bill Huber made an interesting point and a good point that these wide receivers, untested, or a lot of them are raw and we don't know what they are, but in three weeks, they're going to be in camp going up against Eric Stokes, Rasul Douglas and Jair Alexander. And the thing
4: is, is that good or bad? I mean, it's good. It could be bad. It it's, could expose
3: them or it's going well, to make not, them and, better, right? And
4: what? You can't expose a rookie in his first training camp. Like it's just they're going to struggle. Yeah. You know, it's about how mentally tough, how mentally prepared are they to deal with adversity and failure? Because it's going to happen.
3: It's going to be the Packers. I won't say they're the most interesting team, but they are fast. What's that win
4: total? Eleven. Ooh, I tell you what I think about it on the other side of this break. Ooh, look Sean is just a bet, man. That's called the tease, folks. Some
3: season bets that we like on the Green Bay Packers as we keep on conditioning for the summer.
0: This is the nightcap on V Send the Sports
5: betting Network.
3: Been rolling here on the nightcap, a little summer conditioning for you. That's Sean King. How much did you like training camp?
4: Uh, it depends. Like <laughs> training camp, you know, takes on different and- different levels of significance. As a rookie, you love it because you're in the NFL. As a starting quarterback, I mean, you deal with it. I mean, it's something that you do. You're not asked a whole lot. We're in a competition. I mean, it's super serious and and then when you're kind of playing for your career, you know that's a whole different animal. So it, it just depends on where you're at in your career.
3: We need to get we need to get some training camp stories from Sean King. But and we hot. hot, how about that? Yeah. Hot, oh. down in Florida, it's scorching. And hot. I got to imagine when you were playing in the early 2000s, you guys didn't have no. Uh,
4: we were at University of, Dome. Yeah, we were at University of Tampa initially. My first Which three looks years. Looks like Russia. And then we moved to wide world of, of sports oh, at really? Disney. Yeah, we used to stay in Celebration. So we did it at two different locations. I like being in Tampa better. That's you know, home. the thing about camp is you get off evenings, whatever, and guys won't go home. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to be away for camp. You know, where off day and the means dorms and all. That yeah, because I'm telling you, these are rich guys. <laughs> you guys are rent private jets. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so you might as well stay close as possible.
3: All right. Uh, we were just uh, we're, we're continuing to talk about the Packers and and certainly the biggest question about the Packers this year is the wide receiver play and and who's going to emerge. Rodgers, it's one back to back MVPs. Uh, he's won what three or four in his career? Three? I don't know. double check that. But regardless, three straight years of 13 wins. Sean, mm-hmm. so they've gone over their win total the last three years. Matt Lafleur in the regular season, which I will you know a lot of people point that out. Regular season, he's 39 and 10 win total set at 11. We talked about the bears. You and I agree under both. You and I like the Vikings over nine, 11 wins for the green Bay Packers. Would you make a bet on the over or the under? I think it's, I think the I think numbers, right? right. <laughs> yeah. Jinx. I think I'd have I'm a, a
4: stronger it. opinion if it was 11 and a half. I agree. Yeah if, it, if I could, yeah, if
3: you could find 11, and, half, find 11 be, and a can, half, I would take, yeah, I'd I, take the under. They feel like 11 and 6 to me.
4: Yeah, that's what they feel like. Yeah. Absolutely. So I feel like 11's right there. If you, if it was 11 and a half, if I could find 11 and a half, I'd take the under.
3: Looking at that, we'll do the Lions tomorrow. But to me, I think the Vikings, I, to me, they're 10 and 7, 11 and 6. I so think they, they could fight for the division. So I think you could get a little
4: If I was going to take a flyer in that division, it would be Minnesota. Because I think they have,
3: they have the talent.
4: The fewest question marks when healthy.
3: Yeah, better receivers.
4: Yeah. Better running back. Dalvin Cook's better than, than Aaron Jones or. or.
3: I, I agree, just that the, the injuries can scare me, man.
4: Right. Which he's been banged up. He's never, you know. Again, that, that, that whole situation will come down to can Kevin O'Connell lead men? Mm-hmm. Can he go in and be the sustainability that they need from week to week, from a preparation. Uh, focused standpoint? Can he find ways to keep that team motivated and engaged from week to week? And then they got to stay healthy on defense. But I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota wins the NFC North this year. That would not surprise me at all. But again, I don't really want to take plus 275 on it either. You know, because I still feel like they got to beat Green Bay. I don't think Green Bay is going to fall off the face of the planet because I think they're going to be good on defense.
3: I do too. So let's get to some of just the season props. Uh, Actually, I want to talk – Let's, let's go awards. Aaron Rodgers, these are all DraftKings. So, once again, mm-hmm. classic disclaimer shop around, look for the best number. Aaron Rodgers at DraftKings, 10 to 1 to win MVP. No chance. No way. I agree. Um, Rashawn Gary to win Defensive Player of the Year, 60 to 1.
4: What were Gary's numbers last year? I still feel like. So, I, I want to ask you while you look that up, if I made you bet
3: Offensive Rookie of the Year, would you rather put money on Christian Watson at eight to one, or take the long shot on Romeo Dubs? Well, I, I take the long
4: shot because I just feel like
3: I think there's a chance six I think- in
4: one hand, half a dozen in the other, because they both come from smaller programs, so they both are making the same jump in level of competition. I think they're both talented, although I think Christian Watson's a unicorn as far as you don't find guys that with his height, his speed, his skill set. So I get why the odds are different, but as far as how they end up after year one mm-hmm. in Green Bay, I think Dubs has as much of a chance to be productive as Watson does, especially in year one.
3: I that is exactly why I would rather, especially
4: bet, because he's under less pressure.
3: Rather bet hundred to one, yes, because the people the expectations are Christian Watson's going to be the guy. He's got you know potential borderline elite traits, right? He's tall, he's fast. He can be a a monster. And then Romeo Dubs, I think, could be under the radar. And it all, in my opinion, comes down to this. Who does Aaron Rodgers end up feeling more comfortable with? Because if he ends up liking you, he might connect with you a lot. He also might not connect with either one of them. So we will see. Uh, How about this? Aaron Aaron
4: Rodgers threw ball 531 times last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had 366 completions. 123 of those were caught by Devontae Adams. Another 52 of those were caught by Aaron Jones. So out of 366 completions, 175 of those went to his running back and Devontae Adams. So you're talking about a lot of production that has to be replaced. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I didn't I didn't feel it strongly until now. I think Green Bay regresses this year.
3: Well, they were 13-4. Yeah, so. i take
4: under 11. I Just the more I think about it, I don't think Aaron's ever been in this situation where he had to be the mentor to the entire wide receiver role.
3: I will – the
4: reason – at some point, he'll get frustrated.
3: The reason I wouldn't bet that is I, I think Matt LaFleur is a very good coach, and I know Arizona ended up falling apart, Sean. They went to Arizona with no wide receivers on the road and won. And it's one game, but – this defense is really good. They didn't have Jair Alexander most of the year. They didn't have their pro, All Pro left tackle David Bakhtiari all year. He's back. I just I'm not betting over, but I, I don't think I could bet under. I, I do think this. I think there's regression. They were 13 and four last year. They were 13 or three two years ago. They were 13 and three three years ago. I think there's a slight regression. I think the Vikings could win this division. But I just I couldn't bet under eleven wins, knowing that Aaron Rodgers is still their quarterback. That backfield too, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. You know, that's so a- let me
4: give you some numbers. Since two thousand fourteen, Aaron Rodgers has come, attempted at least five hundred twenty passes a season, except for seventeen, where he only played seven games. So seven. Of the last eight years, I mean, they've attempted 520 attempts or more. I mean, it's just hard for me to see that comfortability being derailed by the fact that they have inexperience at wide receiver. It's much more likely that they tell those receivers, hey, it is what it is. You guys got to figure it out. And I just don't know mentally how Aaron handles that kind of inconsistency. Because when you have young guys, Tim, I mean, the play in the huddle, blast, why well, a bunch of right have kind of most, 7-2 crisscross why swing X out? Hey, look, if we get some field pressure, I'm going to get to something else. Hard two. That guy running out there trying to figure out where the hell to line up. <laughs> Forget what route I got. Where do I line up? <laughs> and now I'm out there. I'm trying to control my breathing. I finally figured it out. And Aaron, you know, rubs, the, rubs his elbow. And that changes my whole route. And Aaron throws the change, and the receiver didn't quite get the change, and it ends up being an interception. How much of that can Aaron endure and still – be a positive asset for those guys from a confidence building standpoint. I think that is a huge, huge question mark for Green Bay.
3: So, with that being said, that there might be some confusion. Aaron, I, I, Aaron Rodgers has not thrown more than seven interceptions since 2015. 16. Yeah. 16 was the last year. He over, did it. under, no, in 16, he threw seven. Well, the I'm over, s- under is seven and a half.
4: Right. But, I'm going over.
3: But two rookie r- wide I'm receivers. going over.
4: I'm just I think Green Bay regresses this year. And I think it's going to be a frustrating year. I think it benefits them immensely in 2023, but I think they regress a little bit this year. I just don't think LaFleur and Aaron are capable of playing Cleveland Browns caliber football. And they don't have Nick Chubb and uh what's the other running back in Cleveland. Um Kareem Hunt And Dearness Johnson is their third.
3: I like their – I mean, I I really like their backfield.
4: I know, but they don't carry the workload that those – I mean, mean where you really come out and say we're going to run the ball 65% of the time today and throw it 35. I I don't see that. Before we hit a break, you know, the interesting one – And maybe I'm wrong, but, I mean, you're you're projecting a lot when we're doing futures bets. And I'm saying I think Green Bay regresses. It benefits them the following year, but in 2022, I think they regress. I'd take under 11 wins. Could very easily see them going 10 and 7. Very easily.
3: Aaron Jones combined rush and receiving yards as 1,300. Last year, he was under that. 2020, he went for over 1,400. 2019, he went for over 1,400. I think this is a big, big year for Aaron Jones. I think they rely on him a ton, especially in the passing game, as you alluded to. I think over thirteen hundred. Total receiving and rushing yards be a way to look. It's a nightcap. You're on Visa.
6: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is the Nightcap on v the sports betting network.
3: Ice cold beers, cold, hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions and other Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. That is Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Our friend Jared Smith. Uh, A day early. Jay Smeasy. going to join us top of the hour. All right, let's just put a bow on the Green Bay Packers here. Uh, You convinced yourself just talking it out. You like the under now. Um, I don't think nearly as much as you like the under on the Bears, but... Just think, there's a lot of questions. I think that's fair to ask. There's a lot of questions on,
4: and I think I would play the under with Minnesota to win the division.
3: Yeah, I could see it being correlated. Yeah, I just, I, I, I have this vision that it's eleven that they go eleven and six, and they which could. is, and you said that that would be regression. Yeah, I mean, could. that would be regression from you know from where they were last year in the last three seasons, and. The question I have is, you know, quarterbacks mean so much to a team, obviously. How much is Devontae Adams
4: worth two wins? Well, he's worth more than that because of what they're replacing him with, Tim, and what's left. So, Tyreek Hill leaves Kansas City, but they still have Travis Kelsey. They replace – Tyreek Hill with Marquez Valdez-Scanlon, who has elite top end speed, and Juju Smith-Schuster, who, if he can just focus solely on being a great football player, has demonstrated ability to, to be a legitimate wide receiver in this league. They lost Devontae Adams, and their top returning receiver from last year had 40 catches. I'm, cl- in, I'm including the whole group, Tim. Mm-hmm. That was Alan Lazard. And remember, towards the end of the season, he was so disenfranchised with Alan Lazard, he wouldn't even throw him the ball. Remember when Aaron was out there pouting and he only throw the ball to Devontae and Aaron Jones? So, like, I just think the fact that they haven't replaced it with anything legitimate, at least from a, a previous production standpoint. And, listen, I know Sammy Watkins is there. I watched Sammy Watkins last year Baltimore. Sammy's still in the NFL. He's a good guy. Sammy can't run anymore.
3: Yeah, and, I mean, they, look, they signed him to a one-year, $4 right. million dollar deal. So it's not like they believe that Sammy Watkins is the answer. They think the answer is coming with Watson and Dubs. And it Dubs. could be.
4: And it very well could be, but I'm saying I'm betting. I'm betting no in that it doesn't happen in twenty two. I think this is a, a growing year for for this offense. And a lot of it revolves around the fact that I don't think Aaron Rodgers is gonna handle it well.
3: I could I look, I could see it happening. They lost MVS, your guy, um, too.
4: Um, I can see him in the press conference. Now, yeah, these guys gotta play better.
3: I don't, I, because I've curious. had a
4: guy, a personal experience of a rookie wide receiver in Green Bay
3: mm-hmm.
4: that it was rough. And it's not like you're going to the big city. Now, it's not like you're playing in Chicago and, you know, you can hit the spot to kind of relieve some stress. You, you know, you can go to the, the five star spa, you know, and, and get your feet rubbed. Like, we, we are talking Green Bay, mm-hmm. great city of people, but not, uh, an elite nightlife, not an elite amenities type city. You know, not saying there ain't good people there, but I mean, you know, what are your outlets if football ain't going well when you when you play in Green Bay as a rookie? What do, what are your outlets? Where do you relieve some of that is Isn't stress? that almost good though? No, not if you're not if you're, you're 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 failing.
3: Well, what are you gonna go clubbing? That would not be great. Jesus. If you're if you're in
4: sometimes you get your mind off L.A. Of yeah, sometimes you got to get your mind off it.
3: Um, there is an offshore shop, Aaron just let me know, that has the Packers, the favorite to sign Julio Jones. Does that help them enough?
4: I mean, they already got one receiver that can't run anymore, Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Why are you going to put two old slow guys out there? What do you think? this is? Even, I, they going to let them play in wheelchairs?
3: I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm just going to point it out. It's just, just a stat. How much did Julio
4: help Tennessee last Ju- year? I'm just, None.
3: Hold on. It's just a stat. The last three seasons – the Packers went seven and zero without Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. Last year, without Aaron Rodgers, they looked like a pee wee football team mm-hmm. when they were in Kansas City. They could not score. A, they scored a late touchdown, and got a backdoor cover. Thank you. And you know, we we spoke all about this. The defense, in my opinion, even though the numbers weren't very good, and I don't, I kind of indifferent on their defensive coordinator Joe Barry, who's you know continued to get jobs for some reason. That's my guy. Um, I really like their defense. And I think Quay Walker, with his size, his his speed, coming from Georgia, you know, your questions were, you know, you played at, you know, Nevada for Romeo Doves, North Dakota State for Christian Watson. He was on arguably, you know, a top-five defense of all time. And he gets an opportunity there. uh, Campbell was was a surprising Pro Bowler last year. They've got a really good secondary. They've got questions. I think there's regression that's why the number set at eleven, and they won thirteen games the last three years. I'm I with just, you. I, I just, I I understand where you're coming from, and I would, if I was forced to make a bet in this division, I wouldn't lay a dollar with the Packers. I would bet the Vikings to win this division. But you're I just, also
4: a Kirk Cousins stand, but I get it because I agree with you this time.
3: He's a good quarterback.
4: He is. I have never said he's not. Not elite.
3: He's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is better. But I know I I part of me wants to do a cigar bet with you but i just eh, i just see them being 11 and 6 so i'm not gonna
4: well let's do this cigar bet Ooh. Ooh. under 11 i win 11 is a push over 11 you win well, i know that's well then if they go 11 you didn't lose anything that's true all right let's do it yeah no no all right. no risk it no biscuits. packers
3: over under 11 yeah why not make things interesting got to give them got to give them a couple Things out there after, you know, his terrible Reds bets and Bradley Beal not to be on the roster, you know, day one. So, got to gotta make you feel good sometimes. I like that bet, though.
4: Got <laughs> <Get> him! <laughs> they got 10 and 7 written all over. Maybe. Maybe even 9 and 8. It's possible. I'd go as far as 8 and 9. I'm just telling you, I just. How important is the quarterback position in the NFL?
3: Extremely. But again, Aaron Rodgers is what in this league?
4: You mentioned the Sopranos earlier. Did he go see Tony Soprano shrink? She, she gonna help him deal with adversity. Well, not he, wear his emotions he, on his sleeves. He clearly not get frustrated when uh, Romeo Dubs goes in instead of out. He's still there. I know. He could have not been there. He could have. Aaron Rodgers. He could have
3: bitched and complained and got himself out of Green Bay after his buddy Devontae left. Yeah, it's not quite like that in the NFL. It's
4: not like it's he not, it's not in the. the he it's signed an extension. Yeah, you just signed that it's contract not too. It's NBA.
3: Are you not watching what's happening? You would have this signed
4: off-season? that contract too. Every major move in the NFL that involves a marquee player is because the current team he's with has no desire to extend them at the rate that they're asking for.
3: Aaron Rodgers in the of NBA, all
4: players, guys get paid the max and then say they want to leave.
3: Aaron Rodgers of all players could have just been like, "I'm good. I'm out. I'm retiring." I'm not planning. Yeah, anymore. but,
4: I mean, that's, that's just not rational because – Everybody thought he was
3: going to the Broncos or to the Raiders. And they and got re-signed? Russell Wilson
4: because Seattle wants to kind of rebuild. They didn't want to pay Russell Wilson.
3: If he had wanted out, he would have got out. Yeah, absolutely. And but he, why would you want to stayed. get out? Because you said Green Bay has got nothing to do in the in, in the nightlife.
4: Yeah, well, that's why he lives in L.A. in the off season he lives there in Green Bay. I- but I'm talking about for an incoming rookie who's in a new city, who's in a new league.
3: Play video games and study your damn playbook. How about that? Christian yeah. Watson. He went to college in Fargo. Like what what do you what do you? What but he's
4: he- from the city, though. He's from the crib. He's from He
3: spent five years in Fargo, North Dakota. Shouts to Fargo. Looks like a cool place. You're
4: misinterpreting what I'm saying. You're, I understand you're taking what you're it in your tone. No, you're no, nah. not. I'm telling you, it's hard to be a rookie. It, and it, sometimes it is. when you're in an obscure city in a league that's for the most part in major cities, when you need to let off steam, sometimes that option just isn't available because of where you ended up being drafted.
3: All right. Christian Watson needs to let off steam. Go over to Romeo Dubs' house, play some call of duty. And uh, have a good old time. Huh? Go to, to
4: work or why not.
3: Go to the movie theaters. Go see Minions. Go yeah. see Top Gun.
4: I want to be somewhere where I can go to Tim's. Yeah, AT, we on the way, dog. Okay. Red carpet out front. You know, put on something. Fly. I'm sure there's some. DJ, yo, my God, see what in the building? You know, I'm talking about something like that, you know. Get your confidence back up. Maybe. You might go play video games and lose and go in the tank more. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, green bay i don't really like that bet oh well got him oh, there would be 11 and 6 it'd be a push talk to jared smith top of the hour right here on the nightcap that's sean i'm tim come on back i'm decent
0: If you thought there was a sports betting off-season, think again. Our v sports betting experts are working 24-7 to keep you informed on every sport on the schedule. The over pays the same for a baseball game or a football championship, and our team grinds year-round to help improve and year-round to help improve and year-round
2: to help improve improve, and year-round